0: you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, 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 and it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right, roll it.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance.
0: I'm Jensen Karp, and I'm a comedy writer and diehard sports fan. And I'm terribly missing the athletes and sports I love. So I'm checking in on them with a podcast called The No Sports Report with Jensen Karp. Your favorite athletes, commentators, and legends from the sports world are revealing what they're doing now that the sport they love is suddenly gone and they're stuck on their couch just like the rest of us. Are they staying in shape? Are their kids heckling them as they attempt to homeschool? Did they almost burn down the house trying to make bread? Are they sleeping in their jerseys at night like I do? Oh, just me? Okay. Listen to the No Sports Report now and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Couples Therapy. I am Naomi. And I'm Andy. And we are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have comics who are close do sets together about their relationship. Ain't that the truth? Oh,
1: boy. You know, hey. Hey, everyone. How you doing? (laughs) We're we're both moving slow, I think, a little bit. We're both exhausted. Uh, Our new dog has uh, drained us (laughs) of our vitality and life energy. We are haggard. Naomi, I look at you. I love you, but you look like, do you remember the old woman in Legion? You know what? You need to stop. You need to stop. crawled up the side of the diner and then attacked Vision. What's his name? Paul Bettany? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so I look like that. Yeah, I love you, but.
0: No, no. You can't just say I love you and then drag, okay? That completely negates and and undermines the love. And
1: I'm sure I look like a withered old man. I'm sure I look like. Five-ish Finkel from TV's Picket Fences, a television show from 1996, I believe, with Tom Skerritt. You're always giving me a young Wallace Shawn vibe, but that's an everyday thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's everyday regardless of whether you slept or not. And Lauren Holly, who you might remember from Dumb and Dumber. I'm a living IMDB for some reason. (laughs) I know. I don't know why. We're also exhausted. Yesterday was a full day. We went out to dinner with some friends of ours.
0: Andy and I don't have full days. You know, we prefer half days. I think in general, in life, more anytime you have to do more than two activities, it's like, whew, I'm going to have to take a caffeine pill, pull
1: a Jesse Spano up in here. What? No. Pulling a Jesse as we as we've established on the show before. A Jesse Spano now is a specific drink. Mm -hmm. It is a Diet Coke with two caffeine pills dissolved in it. Two? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would definitely get you so, so excited, so, so scared. So you mean you're going to pull a Breaking Bad and uh, go to town on some blue meth? Blue meth. But we were at dinner with our friend. I brought it up because, not just because we're tired, but at dinner, there was a moment where I looked over and you were having, you and our friend Anna were having a conversation about something real, me and her boyfriend, Adam, we were sitting there just saying funny names in Johnny Carson's voice. And it re- to me, there was something stark, Enrico Colantoni, some weird and wild stuff.
0: Yeah, and it went on for way too long. <laughs> like at one point, like we weren't talking about anything serious. I feel like we might've been talking about cooking or something, it was very feminine. Um, But we were just talking and then I noticed I was like, why are you saying names of people? Finn Wolfhard. And then somehow that's like funny. It's more, it's not even just that you did it, but it, that it lasted for so long. There were so many names, it seemed to be providing unending lulls. And I was just um, surprised and confused.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, wait, this is Adam's bit. I don't want to misrepresent the the actual thing. It was uh, people with, uh, celebrities with, with strange names. Yeah, that uh, existed after the Tonight Show when after Johnny Carson's Tonight Show went off the air. So people, he never had a chance to say their names.
0: Right? Okay. Okay. So it's about carrying on his legacy. Shia Labouf, See, and even now you crack yourself up. I like. I truly. Like, it's so amazing how I don't get it. The extent to which is almost like you might as well be speaking a foreign language. I should be watching a Muzzy video right now.
1: Leighton Meester. Great. <laughs> Great. I don't really... I mean, it's not even a good. it's not even a good Carson voice. It's just like a shitty version of Dana Carvey's Carson. Uh-huh. But w- the whole reason I thought about talking about this on the show was, have you had any female friendships that were bit-based? Now, we've had guests on before. If uh, Listeners, if you remember back when Dave Foley and Paul Greenberg were on uh, like half a year ago at this point, their entire friendship is bit-based. Right. And I realized that I would say like for... The first 30-some-odd years of my life, (laughs) I had mostly bit-based friendships. In fact, the weirdest ones are the ones that started off bit-based for decades and now have blossomed into full friendships where we talk about our emotions. And it's like whenever I talk to my friend Josh, who literally we just like send nonsense words to each other back and forth. Oh, I certainly
0: know. I mean, the last time we saw Josh at Andy's parents' house, Andy's parents had just gotten an Alexa, and Andy and Josh just spent hours asking Alexa To play various songs. I mean, in the middle of one, they'd be asking for the next. And I swear to God, I fell asleep. I fell asleep. You guys might have done this till 2 or 3 in the morning. I was like, goodbye, if this is the game we're going to
1: play. Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, have you had, I guess that was the question, and female or female identifying listeners, do you have any bit-based female friendships? Is this almost solely a male thing?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think all friends have inside jokes, but that's not the same as what you're doing, which are basically scenes that last forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I personally don't have any. I can't speak for I can't speak for other people, but I don't. I mean, even though a lot of my friends like are comics, we definitely, I don't know, I just feel like if your job is comedy is like performing comedy or making people laugh, the last thing I want to do in my off time in a conversation is try to like keep up a bit who got that kind of time? It's like, I'm tired. I'm tired. You have to turn it off sometimes. It's not simply, you know, who prefers bits or not. What I find more interesting is that, like, how... Do you feel close to those people? Like, to me, if I'm just doing bits with somebody, that's, like, the ultimate sound. Like, we are not connected. I'm performing for you. We're not saying anything substantive. That would be the opposite of who I would ever consider a friend. Where it seems like for you to do bits forever is actually emblematic of closeness. It's the pinnacle of it's a pinnacle of bro
1: town. It what? is a pinnacle of bro town. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. Oh, that's an indie film about a <laughs> a, a series of small town like a, a Brock, what's his face? A Brock Turner type. Yeah, Brock Turner type. Do you know what actually it is? It's probably like a smoke screen to stop us from having a deeper relationship. But how is that enjoyable? Well, cuz bits are fun to do. But and- forever
0: for like literally like a two-hour dinner, just bits on bits on bits? Yeah, I could do that
1: car that shitty Carson voice saying names for hours. Yeah, yeah. That's and I true. would have fun doing it. As long as other people were because cause the thing is about bits is they mutate into other things then. And it keeps like going. Like I was walking Mabel last night, mm-hmm. and I was <laughs> silently doing not silently, but like under my breath, doing that voice to myself. And then I started doing Don Pardo from SNL introducing mm-hmm. musical guests that nev- that weren't musical guests.
3: Musical guest
0: Ilhan Omar. Like I don't, under- <laughs> I don't understand. Like it's such- it's so nonsense. I don't even understand the baseline on which you are
1: operating.
0: Musical guest Bed Bath and Beyond. So the idea that
1: there would be bands named- They're not bands. He's just introducing, <laughs> he's saying this is the musical guests, and then he's just saying things that are not musical guests.
0: So what, is he having a stroke in this scene? I don't understand sure. what's happening I to Don think- Pardo. Sure, that you can justify it, a- it
1: like that. <laughs> All right. Is, you know what, honestly, how I feel about your bits, as long as you're having fun. As but, long as you're having fun. But I think you did key into something, which it, it is very much a- it, we're having fun, but at the fun at the expense of having a deeper relationship. Yeah. and But is that someone then you would
0: look forward to seeing? A bit, a
1: bit bud? Yes, but then, but I don't know. I mean, Adam and I have had deeper conversations, so it's not like that's all we do. And again, like, my long-term relationships had to evolve past bits in order for us to stay friends, because... Bits only have so much gas in the tank, and then well, it
0: sounds like you can really make a bit last forever. It seems like you can take that all the way to the end, baby. You,
1: you can look. You can do bits for a little while, for a couple hours. I would say when you're doing the same bit for years, that's maybe a friendship that uh, should have ended a while ago. Okay, okay. If there isn't like a hey, I don't feel good today, and here's why. If if you don't have that in a friendship, I don't know, or else I'm I'm coming. Out of this, like, kind of, like, I don't know, essentialist fog that, like, <laughs> relationships have to be a certain thing. Maybe you have a friendship that's just bits, and you go to that person just for bits. And then you have another friend who you get to talk about, like, deep things with. About, like, your heart's yearnings. I just had to write down the way sometimes you are so extra with your language. You
0: are coming out of an, an essentialist fog. Ah! That is the phrase you used. And I just was like, you are so extra. You're such a
1: philosopher.
0: <laughs> it's like, really, the, ex- like the, the most complicated way of saying a sentence. I feel like it's so informed by your yeah. study of philosophy.
1: Grad school really fucked my brain. It like <laughs> it really changed the way I think and it's very difficult to talk to people without like bringing up Dasein or oh, something. Oh good. It's okay, you try your best. You're connecting. The a people who get it. Fiasco.
0: Okay, I think on that, we should probably (laughs) give you some of these sweet, sweet live sets. But before we do, a little bit of info. A little bit of info for your ears. Okay, okay, I'm into it. I'm into that style. You guys, the next live show is Saturday, October 5th, here in Los Angeles at The Virgil. You should come. We're putting together a great lineup. Jamie Lee is going to be on the show. Drew Drogi and Sam Pancake. Oh, I can't wait. And some more people, if you want to get tickets, go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. And while you're there, you know what? Sign up for the Patreon. Do it. You get two bonus episodes a month. Me and Andy getting in deep. And hey, if you don't want to hear our business, but you want us to help you with your life, you can also check out our call in
1: line. That number is on the website. Also, I'll say it right here 323 524 7839. Call in, leave a voicemail, and on our advice episodes, we'll answer them. As long as it's coherent. One person left a voicemail where they were like, I'm attracted to the Paul Blart mall cop theme song.
0: And, you know, we didn't know where to begin. We didn't know where to begin. We couldn't bring it into our guests.
1: I but- know where to begin. I deleted it.
0: <laughs> fair. Fair. But the point is we're not going to judge you as harshly as Angie. Just judged that person. They Send were- us on,
3: your question.
1: That was an obvious
0: prank. That was not a real question. I don't know. I think I think attraction can go so many
1: ways. I would have honestly taken a stab at it. Anyway. Oh, how's, this? how's this? You know what? Maybe we'll answer that on a upcoming episode That Naomi. You want to take a stab at it? I'll take a stab at it. All right. One last thing. We just started a mailing list, and we want to start touring the show. And if you want to know when we're coming to a city near you, or if you live in Los Angeles and you want to know the lineup, please sign up for it. You can find it on the website too at the top.
0: Yes, in order for us to come to a place, we have to know who's there and who might come to a show. So letting us know your location, your interests, it really helps us take this show on the road. Okay, now that you guys have all the tea, it's time for some comedy. I'm a rapper. Okay, this first oh set, this first set is from Lauren Ash and Nico Santos, who you might know as Dina and Mateo on the show Superstore. Lauren is also an alum of the Second City main stage in both Canada and Chicago. Nico is a wonderful stand-up who also co-starred in the film Crazy Rich Asians. They are really good friends, they got a lot of history, and this set is funny. So loosen your butts. Roll it! Yeah! Yeah!
5: Yes.
4: Look at me! I'm wearing a backpack. I'm so young.
5: I just have my little messenger sling bag thing. It's also young. I mean, totally young. I also don't trust anybody. That's why I brought it up on stage. I'm saying. I'm the, the your,
4: okay? I'm the Bucky Lasik of comedy. <laughs> Nobody got that reference. Cool, 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 I don't cool. Know that Skateboarder is. always wore a backpack. No.
5: I don't know who that is. I don't know who that
4: is. Single. Don't know why. Um, so I'm Lauren. This is Nico. Hi. We met. We met almost five years ago. Almost
5: five years ago. Yeah. Time flies.
4: <laughs>
6: it really does. <laughs>
5: It really does so when you're having fun that's, saying, right? a, that's, saying, saying. that's yeah.
4: a saying it is a saying saying we're doing we did the show together we got cast on the show together
5: superstore yeah! and um, yeah so we work uh we work on a sitcom and it is the best job it's the
4: best job <laughs> it is the best job yeah.
5: Sabrina's right if you're not in a sitcom I mean just what are you doing in l a <laughs> Yeah. Get out. Just leave <laughs> now. They back up trucks full of food. Yes. And
4: they say, "Eat whatever, you know," and we'll just get rid of the rest. That's all
5: we all we do on set is eat. All we do is eat. All we do is eat. And For, have conversations
4: about food. Yes. 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 Well,
5: first of all, uh, breakfast we usually get on set about what six five forty five six in the morning. Six in the morning. How early are you getting there? <laughs> well, you it have depends to be, on
4: the day. It depends it on the depends day. It depends on the
5: day, but usually they, they're like, hair and makeup starts at like six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, this, it takes a village. <laughs> takes a village. Takes a village, honey. Takes but yeah, you, you
4: roll up hot breakfast. What do you yes. want? They'll make it.
5: Whatever you want. There's a truck and a buffet. A buffet.
4: Not a buffet, a buffet. A buffet.
5: Yeah. A buffet for your boo.
4: Also, shout out, shout out to Noe, our, one of our caterers. No way. Oh, no way. Yeah, he's so sweet. No
5: way at the buffet.
4: Uh, no way at the buffet. Yes. He always gives me bacon for the dog. That's right. I bring my dog to work. I'm that asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's so sweet. That's great. So after
5: hot breakfast, what? Three hours. Three sl-
4: hours later. Three hours later. Hot snack.
5: There's a snack.
4: Snack is a giant buffet.
5: Yes. (laughs) Bigger than the breakfast buffet. And it's great because sometimes it's like, it's Cuban food.
4: Yeah. Cuban food, we've got Filipino, Filipino food. food. Oh, we have uh, Mexican days uh, Mediterranean. Dim sum. Dim sum. Uh, dim sum?
5: dim sum. When Dim sum day, uh, I actually have gone to work when I'm not working.
4: On Dim sum day? <laughs> on Dim sum day. This There's has happened a, we have a t- multiple, <laughs> multiple times. times. We have a text chain that's literally yes. like, it's Dim sum! <laughs> and he's like, I'm calling an Uber. Um, Send <laughs> me a pork bun. Yeah. Mama's coming. <laughs> They don't get that many pork buns though. If they you don't! don't get, you have to it, fucking stock to, up. Yeah, if you don't get one on the first pass through, yeah. you're fucked.
5: And all that's left is the cold hagao. And I'm yeah. just like, Ugh, no, who wants I that? Want a pork bun and shumai. Come I on. ate 20
4: hagao once. 20. I mean, it was bad. That's
5: why. That's why I love you.
4: That's why I love you. Mm. You know, I just realized, when I was 20, I was dating a 31-year-old stand-up comic in Toronto. And it was our, this is very quickly, and it was our one-year anniversary. He said, I got something very special planned. And what it was, was that he had booked a stand-up show and didn't want to cancel it so then was like we're gonna do it together oh, no. oh. isn't that fun and I was like no
5: wait where is he now like is he famous now is he he's like... not
4: famous now oh, okay. he's in New York he does great he's, he's still a stand up he's, uh, he's doing great listen <laughs> take he's, it from a
5: stand up uh, that life is not great
4: he's uh, he's, <laughs> he's married and has a child okay so anyway I'm on the sitcom point is yes
5: um... yes, yes.
4: I am single right now. I'm on an app, and there was a guy that didn't want to tell me what he did for a living because it was like very impressive. And I was like, what I wanted to say was like, bitch, I'm richer than you, (laughs) and it will be a problem for you. It's always a problem for every fucking one of
5: you. Listen, I've I've met all the men you've dated, and it has always been a problem.
4: Always. All but, very different people, too. Yes. Very different. But it different. seems like
5: they can't handle man, straight men in this town. Thank you very much. Cannot handle a woman that makes more money than they.
4: No. Than they.
5: Than they. Than they. Than they. <laughs> they. Yeah. They can't, though.
4: They can't, though. They
5: can't. I am, uh, on the other hand, I now have a boyfriend. Come on. Yeah. I do. As he should. I have a boyfriend now. It's my first boyfriend um, ever. And I, bitch just turned 40, so... He's the bitch. His boyfriend's not 40. Yes, exactly. No. I know I'm, it's I'm, impossible
4: I'm, that he's 40. Look at this youthful <laughs> face. My mother was like, "How old's Nico?
5: 18?" Wow. Oh, yeah. She's like, "I thought he was playing a high schooler on the show." Yeah. I am for, I'm Asian. I'm going to look like this forever.
6: Well, and until then I'm going to age like then... pff,
5: <laughs> It's all going to implode. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to my mom. Like one day my mom just yeah. woke up and I was like, "Jesus,
6: <laughs> Christ! <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Mother! Uh, it was quite a shock. Quite a shock. But no, John was talking about farting in front of uh, your loved ones. And um, I have to say, I mean, do you fart in front of your, your partner?
4: My last boyfriend, I never did. Really? Yeah, but prior to that, I'm a, I'm a ripper, yeah.
5: Yeah, we... So Zeke and I, like, fart in front of each other all the time. But the first time I farted in front of Zeke, uh, I was... It was bad, like, my fart was so bad. It was so bad that I literally had the thought, like, well, this is how my relationship ends. This is it.
4: I, on the other I hand, know, yeah. this is true, I, on the other hand, again, single, while I was masturbating the other day, felt like I might have some gas, sharted. Oh. Nothing makes you feel more alone
6: <laughs>
4: then uh, sharding while yes. diddling your puss, okay?
5: <laughs> uh so, low. I'm gonna call you Helena Sharter from now on. <laughs> <laughs> that is now my nickname for you. Yeah. It's but okay. you guys, you
4: made it through the fart.
5: We made it through the fart, through the fart, through the we the through the world. <laughs> um, yes, and now I've, I've I just feel like I've unleashed. Uh, a monster right no pun intended uh, or pun intended because we just fart in front of each other
4: I think that's all nice. the time I think that's nice all the time
5: but uh, going back to the bad fart like mm-hmm. it was so bad that he like he didn't just smell it he tasted it you know what I mean like he's just like what the fuck Did you have, was that Thai or Indian have, what, what was going on wow you guys didn't really you didn't like that at all, at all. I had to
4: go get yeah. a tissue to pick up a turd nugget <laughs> Didn't like that one either. There you go, buddy. We're in the same
5: boat. Wow. Oh, the Virgil's too classy for fart jokes? I'm sorry. Y'all too classy for fart jokes? Oh, I'm sorry, the Virgil. I forgot where we were. This is a classy establishment.
4: Well, we are used to we are used to high end establishments.
5: We are very used to high end establishments. So
4: Nico and I got asked to do the telethon to raise money for Puerto Rico. Yes. A couple of years ago, there was the, the you know the hurricane in Puerto Rico. Yep. And hurricane Jennifer Lope. Lopez. Yes. say
5: um, Lo as J-Lo. They call her.
4: She has some television shows on the same network as us, and so they asked us, "Will you go and answer phones?" Yeah. For the people that the donate bag. money, you, the pe- people call. They donate money, and then they're like, "We'll we'll connect you to a celebrity to say hi." Just
5: talk, right? And like, the, the, there was apparently like, it's, it's like star studded, like you know, like uh who's affair. who, who's who. We get there really early, very early, and the the only cele- celebrity we run into was Bethany Frankel, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, is that kind of telephone? Okay.
4: <laughs> and then there was there was some guy, and, and we have no idea who he was or what he was from, but he looked like the type to play like a like a ghost cowboy on a television show <laughs> that comes back to help solve mysteries in the town. Uh, <laughs> you
5: Touched know? by a ghost cowboy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a ghost man, a very handsome ghost, ghost man. man. Yeah, yeah. Once he figured out that I was on a show, he talked to me, but he ignored oh,
5: you. Talked to you the entire time, would not talk to me. I'm very Just charming. Well, you are very charming and beautiful, but like, uh, I was just not. Yeah, enjoying. I didn't
4: like that he didn't talk to you. I thought that was rude. I know, he was a bitch. So they go and sit us and we're on these, we're in these, sitting on these desks and there's phones and he and I are beside each other, thank God, because yes. we're like, this is so intimidating and weird. Uh, what are we even doing here? And I feel like an imposter. Yeah. And then they're like, actually, Nico, we're gonna need to move you. Kim Kardashian is gonna sit there. They kicked me out for Kim Kardashian. <laughs>
5: I was like, what the fuck? She asked if Seriously? she could have one of my Altoids, and I said yes. <laughs> I was just like, uh, okay, I guess I'll just,
4: uh, I'll just be back and here. So he's behind me, so like constantly, so Kim Kardashian's on this side of me, and then this side of me, it's a chair that's just rotating of yes. the biggest stars in the world. Wait, and I keep like yeah. looking back at Nico,
5: <laughs> like... <laughs> well, because initially the night just started with just, just Bethany Frankel, and then all of a sudden we were like, is that is that jimmy fox yeah. wait is that babyface <laughs> babyface just showed up is that jared leto jared leto looking homeless, homeless. but i would still fuck him in he a heartbeat he looks so good oh
4: he's so sinewy and oh. i'm like i'll floss with you you know what i mean
5: you know he got a big dick right
4: oh he got a big dick though you know he got a big dick right? um yeah i mean i've seen pictures y- <laughs> <Did> you- <laughs> Remember there was Orlando Bloom's dick pics came out and I literally texted Nico in all caps, FIND ME THE DICK PICS! (laughs) Within 30 seconds, they were on my phone. I was like, I gotcha boo,
5: I gotcha boo. (laughs) So anyway, Stand.
4: so we're answering phones and it's also terrible because nobody knows who the fuck I am <laughs> or, or you. And so it's literally like, Hi, thank you so much for donating. This is Lauren Ash. I played Dina on a
5: show called Super Superstore. Store. And
4: they're like, "On what
5: People were so mad, I was like, I'm gonna talk to Alan.
4: Yeah. They were Ellen, really, they Ellen were so was angry. in the rotating seat by me, by the way, and she refused to do it. She's like, "This is stupid. Like, this is so dumb. Like, I'm not gonna do this." And I was like, "I don't. This, uh, I don't know what to say to you." It's Ellen. It's for the
6: hurricane. It's for the
4: hurricane. <laughs> just you know. Um, and then Tyler Perry sat down beside
5: me. Oh my god, and I, Tyler, had, I forgot about
4: that. I had a very upsetting phone call. Somebody yelled at me on the phone. Was very, very mean, and I hung up and I was like, "Oh god, that was." Bad. And Tyler Perry just learned. Turns th- and goes, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Oh, this woman. She was just yelling at me." And he goes. There's always gonna be people that come along our journeys trying to (laughs) knock us off our paths. Pick up the phone. The next one will be better.
5: (laughs) Thank you, Madea. Thank you, Madea.
4: I literally said, thank you, Tyler Perry. (laughs) unbelievable but it was around this time that uh, these pieces of paper start getting uh, passed around mm-hmm. and it's like J-Lo wants to invite you to her house
5: for a pizza party pizza party, party. <laughs> pizza party at jlo first of all i didn't even know that bitch ate carbs no i was very shocked totally very shocked but like a pizza party at jlo's house so again so again i'm yeah. behind, I'm, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> but and remember he's just ah, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like we're going to go we're going to go um, thankfully, they, um, they had, you know, we had, like, because we're celebrities, they, <laughs> they had limos for us. <laughs> they had limos for us, and, but here's the thing, with the limo service, uh, that they said, that they gave us, it's like, they just take you to and from your house and to the You don't get house. multiple stops. No, 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 They're like, no, no, we get paid just the two, two stops. are like, you know, it's fine, just uh, drop, it up, drop us off at j and we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, because we got invited to JLo's for a pizza party. So, so that's where we'll be. So, yeah, so, driver, just uh, drop us off at JLo's and we'll figure it out. Don't we'll worry about it. We'll figure it out. We're going to go to JLo's it's for a pizza gonna party. we to be at JLo's for a pizza party. Thank you. We're going to JLo's. <laughs> We're going to JLo's.
4: We pull up, we get out of the car, oh God. and it's like, there's nobody there. What the fuck? There's nobody Over around there. and it's an estate. And it's an estate.
5: Everything you thought a celebrity's house would be, not ours, but like a huge celebrity. A real one. A real one, yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, this was sprawling estate. But it's like, which door? Exactly exactly are they on that wing or the west wing I mean it's uh, there, there was a west wing to, to the fucking house because it was huge it was huge
4: and we're like trying to like is there voices and it's like no and it's like are we the first people to show up at this pizza party we were
5: terrified I mean like what does Emily Post say about these situations when one shows up first at a celebrity's home we don't know. We didn't know what to do. I mean, like... <laughs>
4: and then there was, like, like was a random, like, member of her staff though, just, like, walking by with a tray of plates. <laughs> like, who are these people loitering?
5: We felt like a freshman at a senior party, basically. Oh, yeah. We were just like, oh, yeah. what are we doing here?
4: So we go, we find, like, the, the area where yes. we're supposed to be. Yes. And we very quickly realize none of the real ones have shown up to this thing. Not yet.
5: Not yet, There's, anyway. It's
4: just us and fucking Ghost Cowboy. And that's yes. it. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Oh, and, for, and I was also wondering, it's like, well, what, what does she mean by like pizza party? Is she gonna be like ordering DiGiorno? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, there was like an la- old lady like making pizzas in, with, like,
4: the, with the oven, the outdoor stone yeah, pizza oven. Like,
5: of course, JLo has an old Italian woman <laughs> making pizzas in the back in her handcrafted wood-fired oven, you know. God.
4: Can we also have a moment for A. Rod being like exceptionally beautiful? I mean, he photographs great, but yes. it's not Delicious. like stunning. Stunning specimen. Yes. Ugh.
5: Yes. He's ah. a he's a, bas- no baseball? baseball. It's
4: baseball. <laughs> yeah. I took him as a guest once. I got a box at the fucking Dodgers game. <laughs> I take this one, and he goes, I don't understand any of this. I, it. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated
5: it. There was free food, free booze. We were in a suite. I'm like, fuck this.
4: Yeah, well, but then Mark Paul Gossler came into the suite, and all of a sudden and he was, was interested. Like, this is fine.
5: This is fine. He had a big bushy beard. It was great. Mark Paul. Mark Paul, you're so cute. So cute. So cute. It's saved by the bell. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Aaron was looking good, but so did J Lo. She did. J Lo looks Photoshop like in person. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, how does that it's yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And she was in like a matching like an all pink like velour tracksuit sitting on his lap. Exquisite. I was like, I shouldn't be viewing this. Like this yes. isn't we're not supposed
5: to be here. I, we felt very, very uncomfortable being there. And it then Sierra came. Right. Yes, C- Sierra. Yes, is she Sierra. Somebody? I Sierra, know. the singer, the model singer. She does win. that.
4: She dates that Russell guy. Russell
5: Russell Crowe, Fo- football Brooke,
4: player guy. Russell
5: Crowe. Nobody. Listen, th- Wilson Russell Wilson Wilson Phillips. Russell Wilson Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> she is dating Russell Wilson Phillips. Uh, <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, um, just I just want to watch them fuck.
4: Oh, i pay to. Yeah.
5: Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. But here's the point is that we felt very, very uncomfortable being at that home.
4: And then they started to play on a TV a recording of the telethon yeah. that we had just done. Yep. And it was silent in that room. And I was just like, I was like,
5: we need to get out we of here. We need to get out of here. But here's the thing. Because she lives in a huge estate up in the motherfucking hills. Pull, uh, pull out our phones. Yep. No service. <laughs> No service.
4: How are we going to call that Uber? How are we going to call that Uber?
5: Are we seriously going to have to go up to J-Lo and be like, hey, girl, what's your Wi-Fi password? you got to, what's the network? Geely? Nobody would guess that. Nope, nope. That's our J-Lo story. That's we,
4: our J-Lo story. Yeah, we're going to end
5: that. That's it. Right.
1: Milo Ventimiglia. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Hey, how you doing? What a lovely set. I am a real genuine fan of Superstore, so I was really psyched that they could be on the show. I know. They were so funny. And I I just love hearing
0: that peek behind the curtain. I feel like... Anybody like when you've lived like a regular life and then you start to join this like upper echelon world of celebrity and fame? I'm like, if you're honest, it is fucking wild, and you got to talk about some of the crazy shit. And I love hearing stories like that.
1: Hollywood is skull and bones. Hollywood is the Illuminati, right? The Masons, yes. And I want to know what they're doing. Who are they sacrificing? What you deaf? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, up in the Hollywood Hills at least one person in the history of Hollywood has been sacrificed in some kind of devilish occult murder. You know it! <laughs> <laughs> you don't have anything to say to that. You're staring at me. Hey, Naomi, why don't we play them our set from August. Alright, baby. <laughs> we talk- I think we talk about it in this one about us, uh, our new car and the uh, anxieties it's produced. Other things. So, roll it! We were backstage, scrolling through Instagram. Yeah, that's how I get prepped. (laughs) But no, we were scrolling. But I feel (laughs) like... What? What were you going to say? I was just going to say that we were just... Our Instagram feeds at this point are just animals and like... Uh, friends' babies. Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. the world is a nightmare, and so we've tried to like push that out. Right, to Cura- the boundary. curate
0: one social media that hey. isn't negative. Yeah. So babies in rescue accounts. But I was looking, and it, but I feel like it was like part of my weariness, where I was like, I feel you. It was a video of a cat nursing its kittens, and I was like, Oh my god, I get it. Do you know, have you ever seen a video of a cat nursing kittens? The cat mother always looks so fucking broke now.
6: (laughs) Splayed out on
0: her fucking side with like
1: nine to 20 kittens just
0: clamoring for a teat. (laughs) That's like so...
1: what a great turn of phrase, clamoring for the teat.
0: I <laughs> was like, what it is, and the cat's eyes always look dead. <laughs> the cat is like never having fun. The cat mother, and I was like, damn girl. <laughs> I just saw something in this one video just now where I was like,
1: girl. Are there I any s- parents in the audience? Is this accurate for humans too?
0: No parents in the audience, they with their damn kids. <laughs> These pa- parents are up in that house right now.
1: The children clamoring for the teat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Clamoring, it's just so upsetting.
1: Cause cats' bodies are so
0: soft. So it looks like the kittens are just like, so like pressing in. It's just like, oh, I would say back up off me. If I was a cat mother, I would learn to say back
1: up off me and cat.
6: Immediately.
1: (laughs) I was trying to, sorry, I was off in my head. uh, Imagine if it would be erotic if you had a row of cat nipples. The answer's no, by the way, if you're wondering what the inside of my head is like.
0: Bitch, when we on stage together,
6: how you gonna be off in your head? We up in here.
0: We up in here.
1: That's the way my brain works, Naomi. (laughs) You've been with me for a decade, all right? That's just how it goes. I'm a scamp. I'm a scamp in my head. I'm a scamp here on stage. Andy's
0: a scamp. Before the show, he's like, let me get into hashtag scamp mode. And that is him getting ready. Where are my Rick. scamps at in the audience? Woo. Yeah. One scamp.
1: One scamp. A fellow scamp. One scamp up in this pit. You got a giant lollipop. You got a crushed velvet sailor suit.
0: <laughs> crushed velvet sailor suit.
6: Okay.
0: I'm like... It's the it, scamp uniform. It's funny, because you were working my nerve a little. But... <laughs> but... I'm glad to have you back, because you were gone... Andy was away, was, well we had traveled together and then I came back to LA early and Andy stayed in New York for like another four or five days. And I did not realize that I am codependent as fuck.
6: <laughs>
0: it was bad. At one point the internet went out and I was like, this is how I die. Like I didn't know what, I had to like text you and be like, is your, not, what is the name on the internet account? Is it to your cell phone number? Like I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was really stressed out. At first I was excited about it. Cause it was what, four days you weren't there? I was like, whoo,
1: I'm gonna lean into this. Just sit in the house, eating ribs naked.
0: With your bra, you don't want your bra to swing. You don't want your breast to swing. So you keep a bra on, but you definitely take your shirt off if you're eating something saucy. So yes, that was the plan. I was like, okay, I'm gonna be so gross
1: and relaxed yes and I came back to a filthy apartment just like mud puddles everywhere there's some uh, feral pigs going from mud puddle there was like a a black viscous goo stop
0: it you did not have it
1: like from the upside down stranger things
0: just dripping
1: over everything
0: no but you did tell me later you were like Naomi you can't just rinse the cat food cans you have to like wash them
1: because you said it smelled like cat food. I didn't, well, if we're going to bring that up, yes. There was a, a overwhelming stench when I came into the apartment. Some might say overpowering. Some might, like in a cartoon, you know, when like a smell like beckons someone, like pulls someone up to like a windowsill or turns into like five fingers and punches someone in the face. That's what that stench was like.
0: Okay, how fucked up is it that I did not smell it? I'd never once noticed the stench. And so when he told me, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I know I was like, oh, I gotta take these cat food cans out. I knew that had to happen. But I didn't realize it had created, it had created an olfactory moment in the whole apartment.
1: Yes, you Yes, you do have to take the cat cans out. You have to wash them. You have to clean all the rotting cat food from inside. <laughs> oh, this how, is... I, how are you just learning? We've had cats for the entire time we've lived together. (laughs) That's because you normally take care of that
0: shit. I don't think about it. When you ain't there, the cats eat whatever they want, whenever they want. The moment I be like, here, you want a little dry? Take a little dry. And they just, we just like have a very lackadaisical life together
1: when you're not there. Do you bring in a lactating cat mother for them? (laughs) Do you like put an ad on Craigslist?
0: Yes, two two boys in need of a mother. <laughs>
1: Absolutely oh, not. Oh, wait, you put that ad in and you still got a lactating cat? Because <laughs> that's a weird ad. A, that's a weird input to get lactating cat mother out. <sighs> well, maybe you want to go back
0: to New York. I learned to clean up in your absence. I did do some cleaning before you came back. You did? He says squalor. It wasn't squalor. There just may have been a pile of clothes that I personally like to keep in a pile so I could easily see them. Do you know what I mean? Thank my pile head's up in here. It ain't dirty till it's in the hamper.
1: Y'all know? No, your pile... They know? It was, it was human height. It had been there for so long it gained sentience. <laughs> It was a good pile. It was a good pile of stuff. I shook it and thousands of bugs came out. Why
0: would you lead people to believe we live in like hobos? We don't. Why would you say that shit in front
1: of company? When I'm around, I got back and you had a bindle, you had an oil drum fire. You were living like a hobo. You were indeed living like a hobo. Oh my God, you're rude. You had just talked about riding the rails. (laughs) Riding the rails. You lived in a Hooverville. I don't know. <laughs> There's my four facts about hobos.
0: Um, how you guys Oh, big news for us, some changes in our lives. We now, after two <laughs> years of living in Los Angeles, have a car. Woo! Thank you. Wow. Terrifying.
1: <laughs> Hold on a second. I just want, I want to quiz everyone quickly. What did you think she was going to follow that with? <laughs>
0: See, I shouldn't have tied this shirt. He thought pregnant. See, they say pregnant because I tied it up. No, I think you gave the impression we big changes in our life. <laughs> a car is a huge fucking change. You oh and I, yeah, we drove here. I was I wore pin curls out the house into my car because I had that level of privacy and freedom.
1: It was huge. It's it's I haven't so I drove from the years from. Age 16 to 18, then I went to college in a city, and I never needed to drive again. And then I moved to New York. I never needed to drive. Right. So this is the first time in a certain amount of years. (laughs) (laughs) Take take a guess how many. (laughs) There's a little bit of uh, salt and pepper in my beer, so.
0: But you can at least drive. Like, we've rented cars and you've been comfortable. Yeah. I haven't driven in 15 years. 15 years flat. I got a license at 21. I grew up in New York. I got a license at 21. And then, because I did a job where I was, like, touring with a theater company. It was with the National Theater of the Deaf, and I shared a bedroom with a 40-year-old deaf lesbian juggler named Pinky, who hated me. She hated me. Oh and it was, like, my first job out of college, and I was like, I'm doing this wrong! But that's how, that was, like, my first experience driving, and Pinky thought I was a terrible driver, and it really shook my confidence.
1: Aww. It's okay, Pinky's thriving. Is she? <laughs> You have poor depth perception. I think that's the problem. Right. You never played video games as a kid. Why would that help my depth perception? (laughs) I don't know. It just seemed like a thing. Isn't it like hand-eye coordination? Isn't all that linked together? Mate, I don't... (laughs) Someone said no, very seriously, in the front. I have a degree in philosophy. (laughs) Okay. Figure out the rest of what my knowledge base is (laughs) from that one fact.
0: You're good at driving, but I feel like the thing with cars... I like. We literally all just agree to leave the, like, most expensive thing we own out on the street. <laughs> we are just leaving this shit on the street and then going in the house. And I, like, I can't sleep a wink. I wake up at 5 a.m. I look out the window and make sure it's still breathing. I can't believe we're doing this.
1: Who drove here tonight? Woo! Brave. And none of you are anxious about just leaving your car. No, they are... What? Thank you, I heard an I am. <laughs> it's so stressful, it's just out there in these streets. Every, every part of it's stressful. When, I, when we were lifting for two years, yes, it was dangerous for you. You know I watch a lot of true crime. I figured it was,
0: I was like, this is a numbers game. You know what I mean?
1: So, yeah. I think you would get in and you would immediately look to make sure that the lock still was there. Oh yeah, right?
0: I'll check that shit real quick. I'd be like, oops, I
1: caught my coat. No bitch, I'm checking for child locks.
0: <laughs> A-boo-boo? A-boo-boo?
1: But it was mostly just annoying. It, most, it mostly just felt like you were being picked up all the time by your parents after soccer practice. Right. That's mostly what a lift is. But, like, have I, at least if a lift driver would have, like, plowed into a divider and killed me, it would have been my fault. Okay, so it's about fault for you. Yes. Okay. If, I, if I drive into a divider right. and kill us, it's my fault now. Right, right. Yeah, okay, but you are dead, so oh, it might not matter
0: in the scenario you're describing.
1: Uh, our mortality isn't a hilarious subject
0: to talk about at a
1: comedy show, everyone?
0: It's gonna be fine. I think we just, I really want to get an alarm on it, something that says, this is my girl. You know, I'm very, I'm very like attached to this car already, even though I can't drive it. Andy and I right now are like in a green book situation. <laughs> like, literally... <laughs> It's real bad. He fucking... I was like, you gotta come get me from work. It's like... It's, that's gonna be the strain. Like, I'm gonna fucking take driving lessons, because you can't do that to your partner, having him run me around these streets. You pick me up from a show, and then I was like, I'm hungry! And then we had to go get food. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. We're gonna figure it out. But so I, just, I,
1: did, I did know what it was like to be a Lyft driver.
0: You did. You yeah. had a moment. I did sit up front. And I didn't give you too much information. So that was our journey.
2: Hi, guys. I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib. A show that helps women navigate the big shifts which motherhood can bring. This season, you'll hear from resilient mamas like actress Gabrielle Union, thought leaders like author of the New York Times bestseller, Untamed, Glennon Doyle, and experts like prenatal and postpartum clinical psychologist, Dr. Alyssa Berlin. We get candid about our experiences and share resources for everything parenting, endometriosis and surrogacy, divorce and blended families, emotionally preparing for postpartum. Katie's Crib is covering it all. For a dose of comfort and community with those who understand the struggles and the joys of raising tiny humans, subscribe now for brand new episodes every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome
0: back. Andy and I go through so much in a given month in a given set usually emotional it's not particularly we're not that active it's more like the emotional roller coaster we go on and how beautiful that we get to share it with you in your ear holes we got another great set though
1: nico santos
0: this next set comes (laughs) from sean white and suba agarwal they are stand-ups and writers who are also a couple Sean performs at festivals and clubs all over the world, including the Hong Kong International Comedy Competition, Laughing Skull Fest, and Riot LA Comedy Fest. Suba has written for shows like The Jim Jeffery Show, True TV's Comedy Knockout, and many, many others. A true power couple in the making. You're going to have some fun.
6: Roll it.
3: Uh, hey, guys. My name is Sean White, and this is
7: Suba. So there you go. <laughs>
3: We've never performed together before, and uh, I'm gonna try to make sure we have the same levels on stage. She's gonna slowly move forward, I feel. <laughs> so the story we wanted to talk about was uh, well, fuck, I don't know how this works.
7: Well, we were just gonna talk about we've been. Um, this is the longest relationship I've ever had without breaking up and coming back, so that's a good sign. But <laughs> wait,
3: you said. What? I didn't know the coming back part. You just told me this was the longest relationship you've ever had. You waited till you were on stage to say you came again. You son
7: of a bitch. Wait till you're on public so you can't react. <laughs> That'll teach me. That's generally what I planned. I'm like, I have a couple of secrets planned for those sets. <laughs> start um,
3: releasing them slowly throughout the show.
7: Uh, no, but like when we were together. Um...
3: Okay. Well, I had to. Uh, Go home uh, to uh, see, to take care of my dad. Uh, everything's fine now. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking done You and, and, and we're we're gonna tell this the story the whole the whole funeral process. Uh, And any of you who are worried about this stuff, it's not going to bring my dad back, so don't worry about it. You can just let go and laugh a little bit. It's going to be fine.
7: Sean's a very (laughs) dark comedian, and this is like a fucked up thing because I love him, but there's nothing more that I enjoy than watching him just eat a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Because it happens constantly. I just have a buffet of dicks that I'm eating from.
3: I don't get it. She like laughs at me just because she's figured out by now that I will be fine. (laughs) No matter how bad life gets, I'm still fine. And so she has no problem. Now poking and laughing. <laughs> but, uh, so I went back, and then she had to come in for the funeral, and so she flew into the Atlanta airport and then drove, I got you, and we drove the hour and a half to the cabin in Ella J., Georgia. Any of you know where Ella J., Georgia is? No, there's more scamps than there are people <laughs> that know where Ella J., Georgia is. And she came, and, like, you loved it. And if, uh, you, go, you, you went over there with the dog and everything like that. You actually liked the dog, right?
7: Yeah. Okay. I liked backup. Uh, it was a cute dog. Uh, but it wasn't LJ, Georgia that was crazing me. It was your fucking hometown, where it was, like, every... Huntsville,
3: Alabama. Every... Rocket City, baby!
7: <laughs> every other street had, like, the word white in it. Like, it was wild. Like, I it went was... to
3: Whitesburg Middle School off of Whitesburg Road. <laughs>
7: Like, the more we drove, the lower I was sinking in the seat. I'm like, I don't
3: think I'm, like I'm no, supposed no, to be no, here. no, it's fine. It's a white man driving. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in a yeah, really white hospital.
6: <laughs> it was, like, But we went, crazy. and he's
3: like, obviously, when you're in that mode, you're pretty, it's like, as a running gag... So I've, I've lost... Uh, I, well, that's not a running gag, I suppose. I, but I've lost three <laughs> siblings and my mom already. And every single time we'd I'm go bum. back... Yeah, I was like, that's life's running gag on me. <laughs> it's, it's like... Uh, it's not exactly the banana peel routine you expect <laughs> to run a gag. Uh, I fucking... I went... Uh, every time we would go back, we'd always stay at the same hotel. My dad loved staying at the Knight's Inn. That was... And it was, and it was like... It would, it, but it was a bad oh. Knight's Inn... Like, even for night's in standards. Like, this is, like, you wouldn't go here at night's day. Like, this place is fucking rough. And we went there, and it was the place, we'd, and we'd always show up, and my dad would say, duck. Like, because they didn't want the people in the lobby to know how many people were in the car. And it was like, we're just one person, I promise. And then, like, we'd get the shitty hotel, and we'd go to another funeral the next day. And then we tried to go, but she was like, don't. Put me in a Nights In, please, God. And I thought it would be funny to take my dad's ashes one last time to the Nights In, like even in death you will not escape this shitty hotel choice you have been making. But they I were was
7: closed. So happy it was closed down. Cause I'm like, his dad died. I'm trying to be nice, but I'm like, fuck a Nights In. Like was... <laughs> she got mad. I was like, but honey,
3: it's my dad's ashes. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but I don't want us to be dead too. Like. <laughs> Well, we went to the to a re- like I, I was like uh, but i was kind of like mad and emotional so i was like fine we'll go to the nicest hotel in town <laughs> which in huntsville is still next to a movie theater you know what i mean it's still not the best ba- it's still it's in a shopping mall still and it-
7: but like sean was in a bad mood or whatever and uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> it was just it was really funny because, like, you're going to a funeral, so you're dressed up. Like, I was wearing, like, a nice black dress, and he was wearing a suit, so everyone would be like, oh, where are you two going? And then he would be like, a funeral! And they'd be like, <laughs> hey, we were
3: in the elevator. And then the elevator door <laughs> shut. Somebody was like, where are you guys going? An elevator! That was, like, I remember when we got into the room, I was like, like, why is everyone in this town asking where we're <laughs> going? it's the weirdest fucking. leave me alone like who just goes suit where are you where are you going where are you going where's that suit going
7: and there was one point there was one point i was trying to break the tension before he got angry and uh this, this this barista like we're getting coffee and she gets like oh you two look nice where are you going and i was like oh his dad just passed but i understand why you asked he does look like a goth magician's assistant." <laughs> and then tell him what you said. Oh,
3: I forgot, actually. And then he goes, he, tune in and there's out. like
7: a beat, and then he went, well, I did make my whole family disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and we, I was laughing at the barista just stopped making I eye contact.
3: She, she didn't know if it was real or to take it that way. <laughs> it's it's I like, I, it I so always mad. still just want to say, it's not going to bring them back. It's fine. Like, why can't I get a fucking joke in on this? <laughs> but then we went And the funeral, like, it was fine or whatever, but, uh, I don't know. I've been to to a lot of them, frankly. I arranged this one, and I would say B-plus at most. Like, this, it was short. That's where I shined. You know what I mean? That's... I didn't fucking make anybody wait around. There was no religious shit. There was none of that stuff. It was just a room in a funeral home, just going, you got something to say, say it! Anybody? You want some of this? Like, throwing ashes at people. Just... I got a lot in here.
7: Sean, this kills me. Sean, like, he got his father cremated at a different funeral home, and then the funeral was at a, a different home. And so, like, he was self-conscious about it, so he tried to peel the fucking label off the ashes. They
3: branded my goddamn dad's ashes.
7: I was like, bro, who, who, who puts
3: branding on the box?
7: There's one place you don't put a fuck.
3: fucking sticker. And my father's ashes is preferably one. <laughs> Who the fuck? Nobody cares. Oh, they're gonna remember where they got these. <laughs> and then what? I'm gonna think about it later and bring other bodies to you, like. <laughs>
4: it's
7: just the weirdest concern.
3: It's, 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 I'm sorry. It's concer- I thought it would be
7: weird if I. showed are they gonna be you like? You You don't go can't... to a
3: McDonald's with a Hardee's bag in they're your fucking hand. They're not gonna be hand. like. I'm That's so you sorry.
7: Do. You can't have your funeral it's with rude. those ashes. Is that, is that weird to
3: use like? <laughs> yes. Use no, Ralph bags can't. at a Vaughn's? Like who the fuck? <laughs> does that it's like a little insult don't fucking bring your shit here like, so I put a cloth over it yeah. they offered me a cloth they gave
7: you a cloth because the box was torn they're like what the fuck did because you do because I
3: didn't I'm not very good at removing stickers I'm sorry I'm grieving I don't have time to learn to get goo gone and get this shit off but he fucking his ex-girlfriend oh she was ex-girlfriend, crazy ex-girlfriend keep in mind I have a mother and it is not this woman. <laughs> she, is my mother, again, I, I don't know, we, we already touched on this. She's dead. So, like, he had a whole 30-something-plus lovely years with her, and everything was fine. He had four children with her. Beautiful, everything's great. However, after a woman is dead for a few years, a man can want to probably have sex with something else. And he...
7: And he fucking did, based on the Astroglide we found. I know,
3: no, I, actually, Aww. I found more containers of, like, different... Like, he had an off-brand Astro. He just kept the, the brand name stuff out. Like, yeah, the off-brand stuff in
6: drawers.
3: Is smart about it. But I, I found, I found his uh, is his, the used butt plug, which I assume was in her, unwashed. Like, he, had, he had months to know that he was dying. Wash it. And he didn't fucking, like, uh, 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 unopened cock rings. Think of all the cock rings you leave behind. And fucking, but his, this, 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 this uh, you know, body he was messing around with shows up. I have no idea who the hell she is. I don't give a fuck. They had broken up. He broke up, or she broke up with him, for being too depressed. Apparently, uh, hurt him losing three of his children and his wife was too much for her to stand. Uh, so I she. I don't know. I get it. You're
7: kind of a bummer. I'm kidding. I know. I
3: get it. I totally am. Oh. <laughs> I just said that immediately thought, like, oh, you'll come back.
7: Like, you came back to the other motherfucker, <laughs> you'll come back to me. <laughs> I have oh, a no, feeling I'm happy like we're now. laughing now, and then this is going to be a fight later.
3: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, but it's, it'll be a fight about whether it's going to be a fight, where you do, like, that thing, like, I'm not mad. No, you, you sound mad. <laughs>
7: Yeah, no, I mean, but she was, like, crazy. She, she cornered me because she was trying to get information out of me. And she's like, when did he know? When did he start going downhill? Like, she was, like, rotating between they broke up because he was sick and he didn't tell her and it was his, her fault. I'm like, lady, you didn't kill anybody. I mean, maybe you did, but she's <laughs> like, not... She's, like, almost 60 and she
3: still has her parents. She's never gone through any death. And yeah. so, like, you, you know, everybody knows one of the most annoying motherfuckers on the planet is that my boyfriend died in high school person. Like who still has the photo of them on the on the visor of their dash, even though they were only together for three months, and they're, they're like, "Ah, I still miss you, Thomas." And it's like,
7: I don't get the think fuck over it. That's on people's top five most annoying people. Meet them. Top. You'll fucking hate them.
3: One of them showed up. Anybody who's the other person in the relationship dies is insufferable after that, because they probably would have broken up with you a week later. Just nobody fucking knows.
7: Yeah, I really think this is a you thing, but go on.
3: <laughs> you better hope I fucking die on you first.
7: <laughs> we both know you will. <laughs> ha
3: yes. Let me smoke again. Why not
7: Oh, but, okay, we got to wrap this up, but we got to talk about the ashes I'm trying to get rid oh, of. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, uh, long story short, that chick was very annoying. And then I had to go uh, scatter my dad's ashes. He had one request. He said, uh, "Take take the ashes and uh, spread them where you spread all the other ashes that he had picked." And for some reason, he spread all of my family's ashes, uh, my siblings, at, at uh, his mother's grave. Don't know why. She was a bitch. Like she really, she wouldn't let more than one of us come over at a time. Like she was a very mean grandmother. Like I don't understand why we're doing this. But we all dumped uh, all the ashes over there. Uh, I knew the graveyard. Uh, I could not find the grave. It uh was
7: so many times circling. I circled the
3: whole damn thing. I walked around it. I did that. I, I, I'm in a suit, for crying out loud. i do not fucking, it's, it's like muddy. I don't want to fuck up my suit. I just dumped him by a tree. <laughs> Same funeral, or graveyard. What does it fucking matter? The wind will scatter him around. Like, it'll probably hit the grave eventually. <laughs> it's not like she's in there, like, going like, ah, come here, I need my dad. Like, <laughs>
7: And then we had to go we had to go back to his dad's sister's place and then she like walked up to me. She's like, So did the scattering go well? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> like, was...
3: And that's when I knew I loved her. <laughs> <laughs> if you cover for me about where I hide a body, dead or alive.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alright, I think that's do uh, anything else you wanna say or are we good? Mm-hmm. That's it. Good, good night. <laughs>
0: Woo, baby. I love hearing about other interracial lovers, uh-huh. the
1: journeys they go on, especially when they have to go south of the Mason-Dixon. I was literally going to say, we made a vow at the beginning of our relationship never to go below the Mason-Dixon. We have broken that vow yeah. many times. And, hey, we survive, though. We survive every time. We survive every time. We should, We cannot let
0: fear win. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and those set
1: Hope you guys enjoyed this
0: episode. You know it's not melodic, but what I love is that you try. That's what I love. And I hope you all listening to this will go forth and try whatever it is today. <laughs> I don't know. I wanna leave you on an up note. I wanna give you a sense of Oprah, a sense of a Yamla. Uh, Van Zant. Hope you loved the ep. See you next week. Bye! Bye. <laughs>
2: World, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons
4: with your favorite Ethiopian Sue solo.
0: Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need.
2: So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't don't you ever feel We not only cover the latest in entertainment, (laughs) but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source.
5: That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews,
2: and it all goes down on the Baller Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So, like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play a Join the conversation today.
0: Head on over to the Baller Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons.
2: Join me, Sue Solo. And it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I'm Katie Currick. I'm Bozema St. John. I'm an award-winning
2: journalist if I do say so myself and I'm a hot to trot trailblazing marketing executive. And <laughs> we're very confident.
4: <laughs> we wanted to combine Bose's business and branding expertise
2: with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose, Each week, we'll interview
0: innovators, creatives, and CEOs
2: to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and
5: sports, fashion and pop culture.
2: Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light.
0: We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday.
2: So listen to
4: Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the
0: iHeartRadio app,
4: Apple Podcasts, or
6: wherever you get your favorite shows.